in the shower and, and she was taking just a bath and I heard her call out faintly. And, she, and as I rushed in, I saw her hanging on the shower door for dear life. And, and, and I ran to her and she collapsed in my arms and her, her, her face was pale and starting to turn blue. And, and everything that you could think of began to rush through my mind. And, 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 and just a few short days, she was later in my arms. She was unconscious due to the doctor prescribing not only the wrong dosage, but also unnecessary medication for a temporary condition. Her eyes were turned up. Her face was absent of blood. She shook violently. I laid her down on the bathroom floor, and I thought, this is it. Come on, everybody shout resurrection power. Resurrection power. Have, you don't even know, or maybe some of you do, Know what it's like to have a loved one right before you, about to die. You don't feel like you can do anything about it. And all these different things and emotions began to run through my brain. I was afraid. I was fearful. And the enemy began to whisper in my ear, she's about to die. And immediately... The spirit of fear and doubt made themselves present in the room. I felt the spirit of fear. I, I felt the spirit of doubt. And it's, they're not just emotional reactions. They are tied to circumstances. They are demons sent from hell to scare, to make you afraid, to turn your attention off of the Lord Jesus Christ Almighty. Immediately I felt the same burning in the pit of my belly that I felt when Prophet Stone King began to impart. And I remembered not the doctor's name. I didn't remember the specialist name. I didn't remember my cousin's name. I didn't remember the surgeon's name. But I remembered the name of Jesus. And I slapped the floor. And I said, in the name of Jesus Come on, somebody. Resurrection power. If you have the Holy Ghost, it's in you. It's in you tonight. I slapped the floor and I said in the name of Jesus, get up off the floor. And she said, oh. I'm not talking to you about somebody else's story. My wife is standing right there. My wife is, she's well, she's healthy. But at that moment, I didn't know what was going to happen. But when you don't have any other choice, all you have to do is call on Jesus. When you run out of the credit card, when you don't have somebody to call, when you don't have any money, call on Jesus. Woo. Somebody say resurrection. resurrection. And I begin to ask her, I said, honey, what happened? What? You know, I was curious, you know. Never talked to a dead person who came back before. So I had all these questions. I said, honey, what, what's going on? And she said, when I, when I, when I was, was in that state, I, I looked and I was looking at my body. And she said, I, I started floating away. She said, I started floating away. I, 
my spirit detach from my body. Those of you who think there's no such thing as life after death, you are mistaken. There's a part of you that is eternal and you will be responsible. And come on, somebody, you will have to answer to God. And she said, my spirit began to float away. But when you call the name of Jesus, all of a sudden I was sucked back into my body. There is a difference between the name of Buddha and the name of Jesus. There is a difference between the name of Krishna and the name of Jesus. I'm excited tonight because I have resurrection power on the inside. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have resurrection power residing on the inside. It's not just for you to speak in tongues, but when things get bad, you have to call on Jesus. Jesus, my Savior. Jesus, my healer. Jesus, my miracle worker. Woo! Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. I'm trying to live faith in here. I'm trying to live faith because some of you walked in here with dead situations. And God is saying, I am the resurrection and the life. Those, if you believe in me, though it were dead, though your child was dead, though your marriage is dead, I can bring it back to life. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I'm about to explode. Psalms 20 verse 7 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. I I forgot some of my friends. My friends left me when I started to move closer to God. All my friends are gone. Things change in my life. And when I got in trouble, the only person I could call on was Jesus. You're looking at somebody who tried to commit suicide, but Jesus wouldn't let me. He said, come on. I was depressed, but you're a pastor. I was depressed. I I was locked in my room for days. I drank something, and I said, God, I don't want to live anymore. But Jesus saved my life. I shouldn't be here preaching to you right now. But thank God that he saved me because somebody walked in here depressed. Somebody walked in here with suicide on their mind. Somebody walked in here with no hope. And I want to let you know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. First Corinthians 15, verse 55 says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Don't worry, I'm coming down your avenue in a second. I feel the Holy Ghost, Pastor Ford. I came to speak life in here to somebody. You're going home to the same dead situation. And Jesus said, you need to change your perspective. Look at that thing. Pastor Ford said it. He didn't even know what I was going to preach about. Look at that thing the way Jesus would look at it. Come on, it's not dead. It's not dead. All you need to do is have some faith and believe and understand that Jesus is. When you use the name of Jesus, anatomy changes. When you use the name of Jesus, 
physiology becomes obedient. When you use the name of Jesus, cells stand at attention. Nature itself stands at attention. When you use the name of Jesus, uh, we were in a service, and my sister was there. It was uh, Prophet Eli Hernandez, my sister-in-law, and she sat there. She was she was weak as ever. She didn't understand what was going on. She was she felt like she was about to fade. And, and, and Prophet Hernandez was preaching. All of a sudden, he stopped where she was. And he began to d- rebuke sickle cell disease. All right. I'm trying to look at, you know what? Some people don't believe in miracles anymore. Some people don't believe in, I'm raising the faith right now. I'm letting you know that God can do anything. Come on, somebody. You might have accepted your situation, but God is screaming tonight. Don't accept it. I am the resurrection and the life. Prophet Hernandez stopped where she was, and he, he said, in the name of Jesus, I begin to rebuke every cell that does not line up with the cells that God has put in this body. And immediately he called out by the gifts of the Spirit, the, the sickle cell disease in Jesus' name. And today she's healthy. She could have been dying. I know people who died from that. But Jesus came in when nobody expected him to. He opened the door and miracles begin to happen. I need somebody to lift your faith tonight because God wants to move. God wants to move in your situation. If you would give him the worship, if you would give him him the praise my God I feel the atmosphere stirring everything that God spoke into existence or created knows the voice of the creator every time God speaks Things that recognize his voice, everything that he spoke into existence has to move. Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you begin to channel the Holy Ghost, when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and you say with all the confidence of faith in the name of Jesus, I pray against this or I do that. Come on, things have to change in your life. I'm not, I'm not a televangelist. I don't have any oils I'm selling. I don't have any of that stuff. Only thing I have is Jesus and the things that he's brought me through. I'm a walking miracle. My wife is a walking miracle. We shouldn't have been here. We could have did this on our own. It's because of the mercies and the grace of Jesus. So how can I come in the house of God? and keep my hands stapled to my legs I've got to praise him I've got to give him glory I've got to shout I've got to lift my hands I gotta give him more glory than the Yankees I gotta give him more glory than the Giants I gotta give him more glory than the soccer team he is worthy of all the praise I won't let any fanatics out praise me uh-huh. Uh, somebody clap your hands one more time. 
Now watch, watch, watch. Mark 16, verse 17 through 18 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. You know what I came here to do, Sister Ford? I came here to prepare this church to go on the offensive. You know what we like to do as Christians? We always wait until the devil makes the move and then we make a move. But tonight I'm declaring by the time this weekend is over that this church is going to have its sword drawn and ready for war. Listen, I've been... I've been teaching about warfare for the last two months. I'm fired up. I want to pick a fight. Come on, devil. I know my situation hasn't changed, but I'm not dead. I may be down, but I'm not out. Greater is he. Somebody shout greater. Shout it again. Watch, watch. I want to teach you something. I got to go to the gym. I know. I know. I know. Watch. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Tonight, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it tonight. I thought I would have a resounding amen on that one. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover i can't even begin to tell you the things that god has done when you operate in the holy ghost we had a call a few months ago it was december and uh one of the ladies in our church went to surgery and said pastor my my husband's not here you, you know you you, you got to come on and and I need help. I got, I'm going to do emergency surgery. And, and I, I didn't know her business. And, 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 and they cut out parts of her body that would in, inhibit or prohibit her from having another baby. And they, the doctor turned to her literally and said, 99% chance it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. She said, all right. She had one baby girl. She thought that was good enough. But I remember, folks, how many know God got other stuff planned? I, I remember walking, walking on at the altar call, and when I passed the couple, I felt the pull of the Holy Ghost, and I turned around and I said, you better get ready in Jesus' name. You're about to have a baby. I didn't know what I was saying, and I'm glad I didn't know. It was the Holy Ghost speaking through me. And I went up to her and I began to pray. And we began to weep together. Two months later, she came over. She said, Pastor, I got to tell you something. I said, what is it? What is it? She said, I'm two weeks pregnant. Come on, somebody. She said, I'm two weeks pregnant. She just gave birth to a baby girl who was seven pounds. Her name was Carly, and the doctors told her that her womb was dead. But how many know that God is a God of resurrection? God will bring everything back to life. There's nothing that's too hard for Jesus. If you need a baby tonight and the doctors told you you can't do it, Jesus is a miracle worker. 
I thought I would have more people standing tonight. I thought I would have more hand claps in this. I'm trying to build your faith. This isn't another service. This is a miracle service. And God wants to move. What you thought was dead shall live in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. My God. That just happened a few weeks ago. A baby girl. Can God do it? Can God do it? My God. I'm about to explode like a Nintendo game. Amen. Watch. I'm trying to get to the point. I don't want to keep you here too long. Matthew 9, verse 18 through 19. While he spake these things unto them. Behold. There came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. See, some of you, you gotta, you've got to turn up your faith. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And I've seen where medicine, I work in the healthcare field, I've seen where medicine has shut down. And people don't know what to do. But if they had Jesus, like you had Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on. And the ruler came and said, my daughter is even now dead. Some people would have gave up right there. She's dead. I can't do anything about it. But this ruler understood that Jesus was more than what people said he was. Come on. And he said, and Jesus arose. And followed him, and so did his disciples. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making noise, you got some people in your life that just like to make noise. What they used to do back in the day was that they used to hire people to mourn, people who were detached from the situation. People who didn't have any connection with the situation. So when Jesus came on the scene, it was a whole bunch of noise. People just uh, uh, crying and moaning and didn't have any association with the death of that ruler's daughter whatsoever. Some of you folks got people in your life making complete noise. Telling you, don't go back to church. Why don't you live your life? Telling you that that pastor and that pastor's wife ain't teaching you anything. Noise. Somebody say noise. People just talking in your ear. Trying to persuade you to give up happiness because they're unhappy themselves. I thought I would get an amen on that one. Y'all ain't ready for this. But watch. He said unto them. Give place. Jesus said, for the maid is not dead. But Jesus, the doctor, the doctor already pronounced that the maid was dead. The specialist already said that the maid was dead. But Jesus said, the maid is not dead, but she is sleeping 
You see, Jesus' perspective is totally different than our perspective. And if we would look at our situations the way Jesus looks at our situations, because some of you have been going through whatever you're going through. It might be years. It might be a long time. So Some of you have gotten so comfortable with your situation. When you wake up in the morning, you say, good morning, situation. How are you? Would you like some coffee? And you've gotten so accustomed to, to that issue in your life. But I'm letting you know right now that Jesus still has the power. And he still has the authority. And he can cast out and change. You know why? Jesus is allowing your situation so long it's because he wants you to finally get upset with your situation he wants you to get upset with living with it with eating with it with staying with it he wants you to now watch 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 Jesus said to the people who were making noise he couldn't perform any miracles until those people were kicked out. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, I'm, I, I just, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I just need you to mentally nod if you feel like it's time to kick some people out your life. Mm-hmm. It's when, it, it's when it's time to kick some people out, listen, when you go after Jesus, your, your black book is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. It's time to kick some people out your life. Maybe they're preventing the miracle that the very same one that you're praying about. And Jesus is saying, it's either mammon or me. It's either Baal or me. It's either your friend or me. Somebody has to have the voice in your life. I need you to kick out whatever is saying the opposite. Whatever is saying that you have to accept. Whatever is saying that it's dead and it will never come back. You have to make up in your mind who you're going to serve this day. Somebody got to make up in your mind. Who are you going to serve? I'm going to serve the almighty God whose report shall we believe. We shall believe the report of the Lord. You know, the devil is purposely attacking our families. And, you know, you know I, I've been around a lot of people, a lot of people, and, and they don't like talking about their family much, you know. And they, they rather, you know, I, I cut off Bobby. Bobby stole, you know, $100 from me. I haven't talked to him since 1987. <clears throat> That's just the way we deal with family, you know. We see him every once in a while. And the adversary has, I can tell you that, just this past couple of months, the adversary tried to step into my home and attack my baby. East, I got four of them. Try to attack my babies. You know, I, you know I, I'm not calling myself a woman, but you know, mama's got something with intuition, you know? And, and whenever they see their baby, I, I heard one time about a mama who saw uh, a car rolling towards her baby, and that mama stood before the car and held the car back. You know, there's something about a mama, and, and my wife and I just, just became like rabid dogs, and we were just saying, there's no way, devil, you're going to get our babies. 
There's no, I'll fast until my belly button touches my spine. I'll pray until I run out of words. I, I, listen, some of you have to get to the point where you're just sick and tired. You got to get all this easy street like I'm an easy street Christian. Some of you got to get upset and step in your home and begin to plead the blood of Jesus and begin to call on the name of Jesus. You think the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If I could shoot the devil, I'd shoot him. If I could stab him in the toenail, I would. But I can't. So I have to use the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Some of you just need to get upset and say in Jesus' name, I've had enough. Enough is enough. And I'm going to take control of my life. Clap your hands, everybody. We got to get beyond this. Relax, you know. Come in, you know. I, wor- I worship you, Jesus. You know, Lord. Wow. And meanwhile, you know what's happening? The children of Satan are going crazy for their God. The people, didn't you know what, what, what the, the priests did that were the priests of Baal? They called on Baal until they started cutting themselves. They were so fanatical about a God that couldn't breathe, eat, touch, feel, smell. We don't even know what Baal smells like because he just wasn't real. I want to take my Christianity up a level. I want to take my relationship up a level. I want to run the aisles when I've never ran the aisles before. Why? This is the only thing that I live for. I don't live for NFL, NBA stars. I live for Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. John 11, one of my favorite chapters. Now watch, watch. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what I'm fed up with? I don't get offended. Last time I said this, somebody, somebody was like, well, you know, Brother Michael, you know, we have professionals in here, you know, uh, and I'm a PhD, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but, you know, I understand that everybody's subject to being depressed once in a while, but, man, when you have the Holy Ghost, you don't need elixirs. You don't need the little blue pills, you know, with the stripe in the middle. You know, we got so much access to power. Hello? We got so much access to power. It's either you believe or you don't believe. You think you think that I had a choice when my when my daughter had a hundred and four temperature in the middle of the night? I could have called the ambulance. It still would have took time to come. But I said I know somebody that will answer me right away, faster than the ambulance can answer me. And I laid hands on Caitlin as she was beat red, and I said in the name of Jesus, and that fever had no. 
it had to retreat because the master spoke through here. All right, all right, all right. Watch, watch, watch. John 11 starts out with the sickness of Lazarus. Martha and Mary send a message to Jesus saying, Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Somebody say sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The next thing Jesus did was he purposely stayed away. Jesus purposely stayed away from you. What Jesus, nothing. Jesus, no answer. Jesus, please, no answer. And this is where some of you are. You're in the calling phase. Jesus said, I'm going to get the glory. It doesn't mean that you stop calling. It means that you continue to call. Because Jesus has everything under control. But you're saying, Jesus, how can I repair this relationship without you? How? It's been so long. But he said, listen, don't stop calling. I'm, oh, I'm right here. I got to get the glory out of this. It can't be your idea. It can't be your response. It can't be your finances. And you're wondering why everything's drying up. Listen, God has all the capability. The Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills are his. We always worry about money. We always worry about the tangible things. God's saying that's not my issue. I own all those things. My issue is whether you believe or not. Now watch, 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 watch. Be happy, joy, joy. Watch. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad. <laughs> Jesus, why would you be happy about that? He said, for your sakes, that I was not there, to the intent that ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Sometimes God has to let things get critical so you know that it's not a man thing. It's a God thing. And some of you right now, that meter's like beep, beep, beep. You've been trying to keep it alive. Um, uh, maybe I'm not talking about something physical. Maybe I'm just talking about your faith. Your faith in God. You know, you know I realize, pastors, that a lot of people come to church. A lot of people don't come to church. Right? I'm a church planner. One Sunday we'll have 40, 45 strong. I'm like, Tina, did you see that? They're all here. Girl, we about to have church. And the next Sunday, it's just Sister Mary, who's 175 years old. And she's going to sit down. And I'm preaching hard. And she's. 
And sometimes things happen that challenge your faith. But the Bible says that he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently, consistently, whether my friends want to or not, whether my people want to, whether my cousin Earl wants to come to church or not, whether he wants to give me a ride or not, I'm going to take the bus. If Bone Sheikha don't want to serve him, we don't have to be girlfriend and boyfriend. Come on, somebody. Everybody knows somebody named Boshika. Come on, somebody. That's right. Come on. You've got to get your faith to a level where it doesn't matter who serves God or not. When you come to this church, you come to church because you know that God is a lighthouse. I like the Cowboys. Amen. Now watch, watch. 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 When Jesus arrives, Lazarus has been dead. Everybody pay attention. How many days? Four days. Lazarus is dead for four days. It's beyond critical. It's like, geez Louise. You know, but what I understand about God is that God likes to show up when things are impossible. And when you study your anatomy, and Sister Ford, maybe you can correct me on this, but at the fourth day, the body is starting to digest itself. It starts to break down on the inside. Your gastric juices, right? Begin, the body begins to use it as a form to break down all your organs and stuff like that. Ew, I know, I know, right? So on the outside, Lazarus looked probably okay. On the inside, Lazarus was Campbell's soup. That's what's happening from an anatomical standpoint. But I want you to understand that this miracle is not like any other miracle in the Bible. Because Jesus left Lazarus alone for an extra time because he wanted to prove who he was. And so he got to the tomb and said, roll back the stone. I ain't going to preach on that tonight. Somebody did that already. Right? And he said... Lazarus, come forth. Everybody say, come forth. Hey, you know what the Bible, the Lord told me? He said, there has to be a restoration before a resurrection. Watch. If he would have raised up Lazarus, Without fixing the stuff on the inside, it would have been an incomplete miracle. Because the, my Bible says that people look on the outside, but God looks on the inside. He looks at the heart. And Lazarus was a twofold miracle. Because when he said Lazarus, 
when the master of the universe said, Lazarus, come forth. Everything on the inside began to reverse and the organs began to come back together and things began to come back in place. Let me talk to you who have those of you who have been struggling in your mind. God is about to restore you before he raises you up. God's about to restore some things in your mind. Come on, some of you have been tortured on the inside and you're saying, God, why haven't you raised me up? And he's saying, I've got to restore some things on the inside because I don't want an incomplete miracle. I want you to be whole because when God does things, he does it well. When God does things, he does it completely. So those of you who've been struggling on the inside, God is restoring. God is restoring. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God is restoring all the nights that you thought nobody knew. The lights were off. God is restoring. Yes, he's concerned about your resurrection, but he wants you to be whole. Paul said, I... God wants to sanctify you holy, your whole spirit and your whole body. God wants to do a complete work. That's why some of you are looking at your situation and saying, God, it's dead. Lord saying, no, I'm in the restoration business. I'm going to restore you before... Listen, when, when, when it's time for you to get up, people are going to wonder, how did you get through this? You've been down for so long. You've been, oh my, you've been messed up. You almost commit suicide. You've been taking Tylenol painkillers. You've been doing all this stuff. And the only thing you're going to say, it's been Jesus. God is a God of restoration into resurrection. is all right y'all can give me 10 more minutes just 10 more all right i'll be done about 11 25 watch listen when god revealed that to me it made me wonder i said god now i realize i've been just i've just been focusing on the outside but the inside was all. God can't give you things if you don't know how to handle it. God, give me this, give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. Oh, God, do this, do that, do that. God said, you can't even handle what you have right now. You could barely pay your tithes right now. You want me to give you $10,000? When you get that $10,000, you're going to get you an Escalade. Right, Pastor, you need a ride. Bam, bam. Come on, somebody. God is working on the inside. There's an old song that says, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change. Oh, my life. Come on, somebody clap your hands to Jesus.
Now watch. Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or stismment of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are, somebody say, healed. Ezekiel 37, the hand of the Lord is upon me and carry me out into the spirit of the Lord. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which is full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. Looked at them. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And that's what the Lord is asking. He left it. He, uh, uh, he asked Ezekiel the question first before it even went forward. God is asking you, can it live? Ezekiel said, I didn't like his answer. Thou knowest, of course he knows. But maybe God is looking for a different answer. Maybe if he would have said, yes, Lord, I believe it 100%, categorically, uncategorically, I believe that those bones could rise from the grave and be unified again. God is looking for your answer. Can your situation live? Can your family live? Can your relationship with your son, daughter, spouse, cousin, elbow, whoever, can it live? God wants you to answer that for yourself. God wants you to understand what he's capable of. Because he's going to turn some things around for your good. Sometimes it's good to hang on to people that have some life in their bones. You know, you come to church, you got some dry bones. <laughs> and then you got some lively bones. You got some bones that have life. Sometimes you need to find some people who have some life in their bones. Yeah. Listen. Sometimes you 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 come to church and you and, and, and you're so dry, you're so down. The, the effects of the week, the month, the year, the, the, the millennium <laughs> get you down. And you're like, man, you ever come to church and you, you feel like your hands are so heavy you can't worship? And Pastor Ford's up there, God, he will. You know, he's very smooth when he sings, you know. Ford Sinatra there. <laughs> and, and you just can't feel, you can't feel the presence of God. Well, but you start to search among the bones and you say, Man, I'm going to grab your hand. I need a life. I need, I need a life. I, I need some bones with some life. And, and I need some bones. I need, I need to find somebody who could worship and help me. Help to push me. Help, come on. I need, to, I need to find somebody to connect to. The Bible says, watch, the Bible says in 2 Kings that there was a man that came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men and they cast a man into the sepulcher of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, the man came back to life because of the 
bones. Sometimes you just got to find somebody who has a little bit of life. You know, somebody who has a praise. Somebody who has a shout. Come on, stand with me on your feet, somebody. Come on, stand with me. Sometimes you got to find somebody. Come on. Some, sometimes when you don't feel like moving, you say, come on, you grab somebody, grab a partner and say, come on, we're going to move together and we're going to worship God together. And even if you don't feel like it, all of a sudden your leg starts moving and you start to get a little joy and you begin to say, you know what? I walked in here dead, but now I'm alive. Come on, somebody. Find somebody, grab somebody's hand, and come to the altar. If you thought it was dead, it's not dead. If you thought you. And I don't want you to come with your head down. I want you to grab somebody and begin. Begin to worship and say. Even though I thought it was dead, it's alive. Even though my marriage is on the rocks, God's going to fix it. God's going to deliver me. God's going to set me free. Even though my son, even though my daughter, even though my family, even though I'm sick, even though the doctor said I can't get well, God has a resurrection. God has all power. God has all power. Come on, somebody. Lift your voice and let God, if you need resurrection power in your life, it's here right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, the Bible says with the Holy Ghost, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice in worship. Lift your voice. God, people told me that it wasn't possible. And Jesus is saying, I am the resurrection. Don't believe the devil. Don't believe the adversary. Don't believe those Come on, somebody. If you're sick, God has the ability to heal you right now. Right now. Right now. You don't have to make that appointment. God has the ability. He said, I am the resurrection. I can raise your faith. I can raise your family. I can raise your hair. Let there be a blood transfusion tonight. Let the blood of Jesus fuse with your body. And let healing... Come on, somebody, open your mouth and begin to declare. Begin to declare. Said, I will. I will live. My family will live. Yeah. 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 Ye
yes. Come on, somebody, grab, find a partner, find a partner, and begin to declare the words of the Lord. Find somebody, maybe somebody you don't know, and begin to declare, I refuse to, to leave here without understanding. I refuse to leave here the same way. When I step into my house, the angel of the Lord will be with me. Oh! Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Let, let the devil know. Let, the, let hell know. Let the enemy know that it's not going to be the same anymore. God has given me full authority. God has given me all power. God has given me his spirit on the inside. I refuse to be the victim. I am the victor. I'm not going to follow a report this time. I'm going to be the conqueror. I'm going to be the victor. Come on, somebody. Let the enemy know. Greater is he that is within me.
I am saved. 